the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Why do I always think to date the bad boys or bad girls? <laughs> if you find yourself, and this is for both um, men and women, if you find yourself always dating the bad boy or the bad girl, um, stop dating. Okay, number one, stop dating. Um, because generally we attract what we are ready for. We attract what we think we deserve. And so somewhere there's a disconnect when you know you're supposed to want the good guy or the good girl, but you're attracting and you're dating the bad boy or the bad girl. So there's somewhere there's a disconnect and you stop dating. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't be any more clear. You know, if you find yourself in a cycle, in a negative cycle, just stop dating. And, you know, the world's going to keep, it's okay. You know, it's okay to stop dating for a while. It's okay to get alone with God. It's okay to, you know, shut shut that part of your life down for a little while if you have to heal and figure out why. Why am I attracted to the bad guy? Why am I attracted to the bad girl? You know, why? And, and what's going on there? And figure out where, is there something in you that, is there a pattern from your childhood that you're repeating? You know, if you saw something growing up, and it was normal for your parents to fight and argue and call each other names and walk out the door and maybe not come back for a while and all this turbulence. If that's normal for you, you're, you, there's a very good chance that you're repeating that. Even if you're a Christian, sometimes, you know, we become Christian and we think all of those things are all the, the old is gone, the new has come. Well, yes, you are saved, but there's still patterns in your life that need to be healed. There's still patterns in your life, habits that need to be addressed. And so if that's your normal, to, to see negative behavior and, and turmoil in relationships, there's, there's a very good chance that you're repeating this cycle and you're just not aware of it. And so you may meet a perfectly um, godly, good man, and he treats you well, he treats you kindly, respectfully, he's gracious to you, he's intentional, but you're like, nah, I think I like the guy over here who kind of is hot and cold and keeps Trick me daddy. in anxiety. <laughs> What's that? Trick daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, you, you reject the good one because you're used to the bad one. And, and you, uh, because you've never experienced what it is to be treated good, to be treated good and godly. And this is for fellas too. It really is. You know, you've never experienced what it is to have a purposeful, intentional relationship. So, but so the guy that pulls up here that, you know, he may call you, he may not call you, he may text you, he may not text you. You know, he, he may show up to the date, he may not show up to the date. <laughs> whatever it is, I've heard some stories. But whatever it is, you like that anxiety and you like that drama. You're, you're pulled to that. So, again, stop dating, <laughs> let them go and figure out what is it in me that I'm repeating? What is it? What is, ask the Lord, what is it in me 
that that is causing me to be attracted to this because again you will attract what you think you deserve you will attract what you are and uh and and i and i'm just really quick i i work at a tv station and in the mornings we have a psychoanalyst a relationship expert that comes in on the in the morning news and she does ex relationship advice etc and i I was in the ladies' room in the, at work, and I saw her, and she's, you know, and I saw her, and I, and uh, you know, I'm washing my hands, and I said, Mary Jo, can I, can I bug you for a second? Mm -hmm. And she's so polite. She said, absolutely. And and I asked her, I asked her that question. I said, I've heard it said that you attract what what you are. Is that true? And and she said, yes. She said, generally, yes. That and uh, and I said, well, what happens if you're not attracting anyone? <laughs> you know, like what happens if? Because I mean, I I think I've, I've heard that, you know, and uh, and so she she explained it from her. She's a psychoanalyst. She's a doctor. She's certified everything. She explained it, and she said a lot of it does have to do with you. So again, if that's your pattern, if that's where you're going, just just stop the dating. <laughs> you don't need to be out there, and take take at least a good six months. A good six months to cleanse yourself and and uh, buy get you some TD Jakes books. <laughs> you know, go have a, a good talk with your spiritual mother and you know and <laughs> exactly do all that. You know, and uh, and figure out figure your figure yourself out. And we just at Hope City we came out of a love, sex, and marriage series. And as Pastor Jeremy would say, get in the alone chair. And before you try to go, get in the love seat. That's it. I just want to add that it's true. There's patterns that we have, but you know, we all. I like to say it like this. I don't think anyone really wants to meet a bad guy or a bad no. woman. That's not the intention. Um, and what Sonia said is so true. The patterns of our life, and I sometimes I think sometimes we don't realize there are patterns. We don't realize that we are attracting that, but also spiritually speaking that can be attracted to us by the enemy because he knows where we're not um, refined yet or transformed by the Holy Spirit. And so we mentioned, you know, the, we're born again, but the, the, our man has to be transformed. So I think sometimes when you see a pattern continuing even in your walk, you have to stop and ask what is going on here, why? And I think uh, the key thing is um, identity is one part is that if you're finding that there's a pattern going on, we've got to go back to my your identity in Christ, really finding, okay, Lord, uh, obviously my worth is not here where it needs to be in you, and I've become, why am I, my worth that I'm settling for this has not met the standards of what your word says about me. And then the other thing is that I've learned emotionally, if we open up, like I said, no one's looking for a bad person or a bad guy or a bad girl, I think when you open emotionally up and you find out they're bad, it's going to be harder to remove yourself from that. So the key is if you learn that about yourself, um, you'll start learning to guard. That's the guarding of your heart emotionally so that you can truly learn who they are and then decide, is this a pattern that just approached me again? or And you can sever it easier. Or... You find out it's a good person, whatever. And this is not always true, but I always say the the bad guy, I speak for a woman, is usually the charming, charismatic type person. 
And I'm not saying they're all like that, but that's usually what's connected to someone like that because they're used to approaching, they're used to, you know, out being out there however they came out in the world, you know. Um, so all that to say is start noticing what approaches you and guard your emotions in your heart because that's, and your identity in Christ so you know what your worth is. I have, I have one more thing. Um, identity, when you're getting in the alone chair, identity is number one, and I love that you brought that up. And then um, start asking, is there a lack of faith in me? Do I have fear that I do not deserve or that God could not give me his best? And start asking yourself those questions that, is there fear in me? Am I operating out of fear or am I operating out of faith? Because if, if you are attracting that and you've identified, you know, okay, maybe maybe your background, you know, I... I was in an abusive relationship, but guess what? My parents have a great marriage. <laughs> they, they were, there's no abuse in my, in my parents' marriage, so I didn't grow up seeing that. So somewhere I developed that, but it was, it was identity, and it was uh, operating out of fear that I felt I didn't deserve better or that I didn't deserve a great, a great man of God. And so I allowed a, a relationship to... to um, I, I, I allowed that to happen. I'm not saying, and women who, you know, if you've been abused, you don't deserve it. It's not that, but, um, but yeah, I, identity, ask yourself, where is there fear in my heart? Is there a lack of faith? You know, am I doubting the goodness of God? And, uh, and I just always go, I go back to the scripture in Romans that says, he who did not spare his own son, how much more would he graciously give you all things? And uh, so let that be your guide. Okay, thank you. Two brief points. I think that some people take a project management approach to relationships. <laughs> what I mean by that is you may not have necessarily met a, another bad guy or another bad girl. You just met another project that you failed to deliver. Because this is someone that you saw the flaws, you saw the warning signs, you saw the red flags, but you thought, Hmm, this is somebody that I can fix. This is this is someone with you know with some time and some patience and um, just and you know sometimes we church folks are bad about this. I just hope I can be the beacon that Jesus you know they can see the Jesus in me and this person will change slash get saved slash stop you know doing this and that and they'll become that perfect person that I think is in my head. You're kidding yourself. I'll just, I'll just be blunt about it. You're kidding yourself. We all have our flaws. We all have our areas where we're not our best. Would you be surprised to find out that some of the bad people, some of the bad girls, and some of the bad guys in your life think that you're the bad one? We're not all perfect. So, yes, there is the, there is the capability and the possibility that you run into another bad person, another bad guy, another another bad girl. This person has broken your heart and, and whatever. But is it possible that that street went two ways? Is it possible that there was damage on both sides? These are things that we don't get to talk about because by that time, the relationship has deteriorated, deteriorated to the point where there is no more communication. But... I don't want to let anybody off the hook, so to speak, because if people need to change, they need to change. And if, if they need God to change them, then they need, to, they need God to change them. But I would ask for us all to 
extend a little bit of grace mm -hmm. because somewhere along the way, maybe the person who, for those of us in the crowd who are married, maybe the person who married you extended you some grace. Maybe they heard some things about you along the way and they said, I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to see who this person is for myself. Or the person who marries you down the road, they're going to extend you some grace. Because, like I said, we've all got something. We've all got some skeleton in our closet. So. All right, thank you very much. Why do I end up in the friend zone? Maybe because they're friendly or something? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Why do I end up in the friend zone? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I think it, it depends. There's so many different levels of it. I think you sometimes end up in the friend zone because you stay there. You choose to stay there for too long. You choose to to build this friendship and you believe, okay, we need to be friends first before I can pursue anything like a relationship wise. And if that's your emote, that if that's what you feel, then that's okay. But sometimes I think that we drag that out. And then by the time that you make your move, the other person has moved on emotionally. So they've kind of gotten to the point where they said, okay, well, I guess he's not interested or I guess she's not interested. And so they've kind of moved on emotionally. So by the time that you're actually available to say, hey, I'm interested in you, that person has is kind of like not interested in you anymore. Um, and then also I think that we um, accept when we are dating or getting to know someone or are friends with um, people or whatever the case may be, we believe sometimes in the friend zone. Like if we, if if I'm talking to you and I tell you that I'm not interested in a relationship right now, sometimes in the friend zone we believe that we can get ourselves out of it. So we believe if you just hang out with me long enough or if you just spend enough time with me or if I just cook for you one more time, then, you know, um, I'm going to win you over, you know. And and so we choose to stay in the friendship zone, in the friend zone because we feel like we're going to win that person over. And that the biggest challenge of that is when that person that you think, okay, well, we're not dating, but he's not dating anybody else, so it's okay. But then when he starts dating somebody else, then you feel feelings hurt. Then you're mad and you upset and he led you on. No, boo-boo, you let yourself on. Because when someone says, hey, I'm only interested in friendship, believe them until there is adequate evidence that something is different there. And so I think that's why a lot of times that people end up in the friend zone is because A, they choose to stay there. B, they um, decide that, okay, I'm just going to get to know this person, and they extend that for um, whatever that waiting period is for each person. They extend that so long that the other person kind of moves on as well. Yeah, um, my opinion is that uh, I think everyone wants to be safe, and I think that's why the friend zone is the safe zone. Um, from a man's perspective, if Let's just pretend um, I'm in a group setting and there's a girl there that I really like and we've been friends for a long time and we have just great this great chemistry. When I start having feelings for her, I'm in a big dilemma because we have such a great relationship, such great rapport. If I ask her out, you know, I'm putting myself out there. And if she says, you know what, no, I only see you as a friend. That's going to be too painful for me to stick around. So that means I've just eliminated a friend. If I want to move on, okay, if I want to move on and heal from that rejection, I have to remove myself. 
Because if I'm there, did, did anybody watch the show Friends? Okay, okay, well, if you notice, if you notice, those people, they stayed friends for a very long time. Those people, they were in and out of relationships with each other. So that ought to teach us something right there. That's not, I mean, that's pretty close to reality. Okay, and so if you want to live a life like that, where it's pain and suffering and you see, you know, Phoebe's over there with that guy and I wanted to be with her and she rejected me and this and that, whatever. If I stay stuck in that way, I'm going to miss out on something better, on something that's actually for me. And that's why um, this is just me for me. Me personally, I don't have uh, that many female friends anymore. I don't hang out with them. And I do that because God has been shaping me. To, it's it's not that I have anything against women or anything like that. I obviously want to get married. <laughs> but there are other ways, and like John was uh, alluding to earlier, I am very intentional. I will not lie to you. I will not coax you. I will not waste your time. If I'm interested, I will tell you. I'm going to go up to you, and I'm going to tell you in person. So that's where I come from now, because I want to eliminate all these games. You know, well, maybe she likes me. Well, maybe that hug meant something. No, none of that. None of that. I, I, don't, I don't have time. I'm almost 32. I'll be 32 in a few days. I don't have time to be in the friend zone for six months to finally realize that. Okay. Amen, I, I did some. I tried to find where the friend zone, that phrase came from. And um, one of the earliest... Uh, parts that it comes up in pop culture is Friends, is the show Friends. So I just thought that was funny that you brought that up. Um, but just really quick about the friend zone, I agree with Lamaya. I think sometimes we put ourselves there and we keep ourselves there uh, too long. And uh, and I always, I remember teaching from a certain Bible teacher in a certain singles ministry who, who, taught, who mentioned that in the Garden of Eden that Adam, you know, God spoke to Adam and, and there was Eve, but that it was the serpent that spoke to Eve. And, and, and there's, there's nowhere that we see that Adam actually spoke to Eve. And, and so it's, it, that, there is that idea, like, you know, and this is, you know, and Lavanya said, you know, if, you, if your MO is that you want to befriend someone and you want to get to know someone, that's great, that's fine. But you do run the risk that if you wait too long, you know, the, the, the girl that you have your eye on, if you're all friends, and if you, you, you tarry a little too long, you run the risk that some other fella stepped in and swooped her up. And now and then now you're there like like Ross was with Rachel. <laughs> and, and so and and so there you are. So um that's it. All right. All right, John. I'd like to offer a little bit of a different perspective on, on that. People in our demographic uh, the 25 and older crowd, the I've moved out, I'm not under mama's roof anymore, I'm making my own money, I've got a job, I've got a career, or I'm, you know, I've got a house, I've got this and that, I've got bills, responsibilities. We tend to get very set in our ways after, at, around that point, and it tends to just intensify from there. The older we get, the more established we get, the more we think that our way of doing things is the way of doing things, or at least 
That's yeah. the way for me. That's the way I like doing things. I like the towel hanging this way, and that, that's just how it's going to be. But it's kind of like in um, in uh, in card games, people have tails when when you talk to them and when when you get to know them, and you're talking about you know why do you find yourself constantly in the friend zone? And I guess this is just going to be for a very specific type of person who asked that question. You don't, you're not really that flexible. You're not really that personable and sociable. I don't like this restaurant. I don't like this kind of movie. I don't like that music. I don't want to do this. I want to do this instead. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. And that's a repellent to people who were initially interested in you. And now it's like, you know what? Oh yeah, she, she's a real cool friend. <laughs> or or, or the, the, the guy, oh yeah, he, he's, he's a great friend. Why don't y'all cook up? Girl, I'll tell you about that later. So <laughs> that, that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's people, we tend to give off this, this scent sometimes with the, the way that, that we can be and the way that the things that we say, the body language, the, um, the vocal inflection, just different things that, that we can kind of give off about ourselves that leave us wondering, how come I'm still in the friend zone? How come I'm still getting invited to weddings and I'm not inviting people to weddings? Like, well, <laughs> can, can, can we be honest for a minute without you unfriending me, you know? And, and I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, to accuse anybody else. You know, what I say to anybody else goes for me as well. It's really important to kind of examine yourself and see what is it that I could be doing that is keeping me in a place, place socially that I don't want to be. Clearly, I don't want to be in the friend zone anymore. I'm tired of being in the friend zone. What is it that I'm possibly doing, saying, or whatever that that's keeping me there? You know, one of the reasons that med students don't become doctors is because they can't pass the test. So, what test is it that we're not passing if we're in a place that we don't want to be? Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.